You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. Garden Report, Celtics lose to the Bucks. Um, hard to focus a ton on this game, knowing what's coming with the trade deadline on Thursday and wondering whether this is the last time you see this team in this form and whether that's a good or a bad thing. Um, and that's going to kind of be the debate, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a ton tonight. We'll spend some time on the game, and then we're going to get into, obviously, the trade deadline, which is hours away at this point, and, um, and whether the Celtics will, should, you know, what, you know what's going to go on there. But let's start with this game, 24-point lead. They whittle it all the way down, have a shot to uh, win or tie twice in the fourth quarter, which is about as much as you could ask given the um, situation. In a normal season, guys, and under normal circumstances, a game like this would obviously be a check mark in the positive category. It's really hard to do it with this team because it just is kind of just another reminder of how frustrating they are. Um, and I don't know. It's it's hard to take. Like I said, it's hard to take away positives here because of what led up to this point <laughs> where they did come back in the game giving you know open threes, falling down early, just looking like a dead team, and then great, great push in the second half. So I don't know. Do you view this as more positive than negative that they came back in this one? Or it's just no, another story that's frustrating. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you, you you nailed it right there. It's more negative because it's it's a it's this pattern that just the Celtics can't get out of their own way. Can't play forty eight. Yeah. It's the exactly it's the exact same thing we've been saying after these losses over and over again. And it was we're sounding like broken records here. At this point it's like Listen, the Celtics looked like the team that were playing catch up all game long up until the fourth quarter where they decided to to for things to click. But but that wasn't even the case on the defensive end against this Bucks team, in my opinion. I feel like they just couldn't string together stops, whereas that was the difference between coming within two and pulling ahead completely. Because when you're missing those threes, they go a long way. When you're in transition and you can't keep up with the Bucks, whether it's an open three uh, in the corner or, or whether it's, you know, someone is cutting down the middle with ease. Like the Celtics defense just continues to be ineffective in, in those areas where it's like open threes, transition defense. It's the same thing over and over again, where in the fourth quarter, you're seeing them, you know, correct some of those mistakes by, by picking things up offensively, 
but they're not getting out of their this this pattern that we're continuing to see. So yeah, I think you nailed it. You know, 40, 40 plus games into the regular season, this isn't a moral victory whatsoever for the Celtics team. I think they did a better job than you did defensively, or you thought they did defensively, Josue. I mean, they held Giannis to one of five in the first half, four of 11 on the game with 13 points. The three-point shooting staggering, they started 10 of 19, but they finished, what, seven of 18? So they did much better stopping that in the second half. I thought Grant played some good defense for them. I'm feeling good about the effort here, going from within 25 to two. Now, ultimately, there were a few decisions on the stretch, the turnover, the Tice three that ultimately ended it that are frustrating. But overall, this is probably one of the better defensive efforts I've seen from them all season. That's without Tristan Thompson. That's without some of the other guys that could factor really? into that. Just yeah, I mean, this, this Listen, isn't the Memphis Grizzlies, guys. This isn't the Magic. This is the this is a championship contending Bucks team. Maybe the I best understand. offense in the league. I when understand that. Going off, you take advantage of that, Bobby. You have all your guys. You got to win the Giannis only scores Lankford game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's here. that's talking offensively where they were not good tonight. But I'm thinking defensively, they did what they needed to do. The offense didn't give them a chance to win this one between Smart, uh, Tatum having a really rough game. I mean, you want to be – if you want to split hairs, I, I mean – the Bucs scored a point above their average on the season, and the Celtics scored nine points above their average on the season. So yeah. you would argue that they played better Relatively offensively than defensively. Like, yeah, I was, I well, was they gave up a ton of threes in the first half. I'm not freaking out about that. It's a lot they of open threes. They from the floor. They, 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 they drained 14 threes. I mean, honestly, I thought it, it feels like they drained 19 or 20. So I, I guess I guess you got a point there. I, I you know I'm surprised it's only it's not closer to 17 or 18, but – they shot fifty percent from the floor. I mean, they were just—they didn't look rattled whatsoever. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't agree with they that got at what all. They wanted. The Bucks were comfortable completely the yeah. entire game up until that last two minutes. They were comfortable out there. Yeah. Jimmy, am I have an, am I have an audio issue, guys. Can I no, audio? you sound fine. I don't know what's going on. Jimmy, go. What's going on? All right, good. I was gonna say I, I was kind of. But you sound out. a little faint and distant, so I want you to bring a it a little, little bit. Faint. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because the loss hurts you so much. Or, but, or yeah, just get a squeaky, angry little voice there, Jimmy. I want you to <laughs> belt I'll put it. my headphones in. I, my microphone might belt be it. Is that, yeah, put, put some bass in that. Let me just say this at first, Bobby. I, I was I was on the Bobby the Bobby train when he started off. I think if Tyson hits that shot, we're talking about how you know they showed fight, they showed some effort that we've been looking for, they showed some you know passion. You know, I saw on Twitter some people were trying to like spin the smart Tice thing as like a negative but I saw it as a positive I saw you know two guys you know into the game and trying to make a comeback in which they did so I give them all the credit in the world the Tice shot didn't fall it was wide open I'm not surprised it didn't fall he's been kind of you know he I think he's hit one of those shots all year possession before that it was Marcus Smart again taking the shots when you know you're looking for Brown or Tatum to do so Kemba had the hot hand in the second half there my issue is with the defense because I thought they just came out flat in the first half. They gave up 70 points in the first half. And Bobby's going to, you're going to say that you thought it was better, right. better defensive efforts. You have 70 points in the first half. I mean, they gave up 10 threes. I mean, this is an elite shooting team. That's just going to happen, especially when you're packing the paint on Giannis. Okay, but like, don't. Don't commend them for their defense. They give, ended up giving up 120. I'm talking points. about the whole game, the whole product, all together. Well, Bobby, I think if it was the, the Celtics are giving up 70 points and Giannis didn't go off, like that's not it, good. 
Like, if the game was right, locked, then you had a bad game plan. You shut yeah. down Giannis, and, and you allowed. Then what the points. F happened? Right, like well, Jimmy's Jimmy's beloved Pacers, who were supposed to be the darling of the East, gave up one forty on Monday, and Giannis didn't even play. I mean, this offense is again, Bobby. World is it, beater. Are we doing participation trophies here? I'm confused. Like, the, it, like it, it's it's not. It's not abysmal, but it's not commendable either, I don't think. I mean, that's what kind of where we're at is it was they played they I guess at the end of the day, it was close enough to win, but I mean they had to, you know, claw back from twenty-five down. Otherwise, the Bucks did whatever they wanted all game long. I mean, it, it was I, I don't know that there was a lot of positives, but you're right. The the offensive the turnaround was spurred by a little bit more defensive pressure. They did make them a little bit more uncomfortable. And when they started to get into that lead, when they got it down into that 12, 10, eight range, the defense definitely in that spell had turned things up a little bit. But I mean, on the whole, over the course of 48 minutes, I'd say they played horrible defense for 36, 38 minutes and played pretty good for eight or 10. And that's hard to, I mean, I'm not giving them a pat on the butt for yeah, I'm just, I'm just going by context. Giannis is averaging 31 over like the last 15. It's here to cherry picking stats, Bobby. That's, yeah, I mean, that's, Bobby, you're literally looking. See, that's the thing, and that's the problem with, with a lot. Of, a lot of people do this. You're looking at it as the Celtics against Giannis, and that that you can't look at it that way because the Celtics have to be able to capitalize when Giannis isn't playing. They have to be able to capitalize when everyone's healthy, and at least the offense was clicking. I mean, listen, I give Grant Williams a lot of credit because he came in there and he got more minutes. I think maybe because it was you know when Shemi got hurt, maybe not, but he took advantage of it. Either way you look at it, he took advantage of it. Uh, he did a good job of getting out there to defend the arc. So did Robert Williams on those pick and roll switches. Daniel Tice a little bit as well. I thought some of those calls that they, that, you know, again, same thing, right? Some bad calls for for Daniel Tice, you know, with those personal fouls for sure. Even that but last shot, Brooke was kind of up in him. Defensively, oh yeah, that's true. But defensively, I mean, listen, I want to see this team go do this for four quarters or shit, do it for three quarters, three out of four. Like this whole, we're gonna slack off for three and a half quarters and try to pull it together. Uh, you know, and try to win the game. This just doesn't work all the time, yeah. especially against a team like this. I, th I think the play that stuck out to me is the story of the game on the defensive side is Rob getting left on Giannis at the top of the arc there. Grant creeping in a little too much, and Bobby Portis getting open three on the right side there in the second half. I mean, Bobby Portis is shooting 48% from three this year. Are you going to live with Giannis going right at Robert's neck down the hole there, is Grant going to creep in and give up an open three to that guy? This team's so good offensively. Everybody shoots. Even Giannis on some nights can hit his threes. I, I, this, I, I think relative to what they were playing, they did a good job. I don't know how we're saying it's an offensive issue. They shot – Celtics shot 48% from the floor and 40% from three with, you know I, – I just don't know how we're looking at the offense as a reason that they lost this game. I'm looking I, I, at the way, I'm looking at the the way it's problem, coming. The only problem I had – in that fourth quarter with the offensive uh, execution was just three consecutive threes out of that timeout. I just didn't like it. I know the last one went in, which was huge, obviously, the Tatum one. I don't think this game even comes down to the you know the way it did if it wasn't for that. But I just didn't like that approach. You come out of a timeout. Again, we've been saying this all season long. When their back's against the wall, when there's two, three minutes left to play, all of a sudden it's like, okay, we have to start gunning for threes. And I hate that mentality for this team. Regardless of who they're playing against, it's the same approach, whether it's the Bucks or whether it's the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, oh, I thought the actually, I thought that was the ball game right there, and then they actually fought back from it um, they when they kind of, that. they survived it, right? When, when they survived that, because it went from um, you know you could have gotten it down to five, and it turned into eleven, uh, and I thought that that was it, and they they did make their way back from there, which was again um, commendable because I thought that's where they'd lost it, um, and it was, again, it was a smart three. 
which is the first one early in the clock. Then he made that one. Then DiVincenzo comes back and makes his one. Then Kemba comes right back out and Jackson early in the clock three. I thought that was it. And then they did it. I mean, again, you want to quibble the late game execution again. And this is always this is going to be a story, particularly tonight, particularly because we don't know if this is Marcus Smart's last game. But again, you've got these Marcus Smart late game situations where, I mean, a, a three, fine, it's a good shot. But again, the two possessions there. Tatum and Brown, and Jimmy, you texted it. Tatum and Brown don't even touch the ball late in the game. And again, I'm not putting it on smart. This is the stuff we got to get annoyed with Brad about. Like, how are you running anything right. late in the game and you don't at least get the ball into Tatum's hands early in the clock? It's baffling that that's the case. And it happened twice. And then you have Smart driving the lane into the trees and getting blocked. And thankfully, that's going out of bounds. Then you have Smart throwing a terrible inbounds pass with two seconds left into Giannis's hands. He's, they, that, he's lucky that he didn't just steal that. The, in the, am, game right there. Like, the amount of things he did uh, late there, you know, he's like, this is the, this is the, these are the games and these and are so the things. Sherard said be crazy with smart and it would be it would suck if that's the last impression fans have of him because obviously that's not what he's all about but this was that you want to rip your hair out Marcus smart sort of game uh, and then he makes a great pass to Tyson if that goes in he's a hero so you're right the narrative could have changed pretty easily because that was a really good find and a really great look and you're not going to do any better with one second to go and no time out on an inbounds play but I just it was I mean, wild I mean yeah. They didn't even cover Tice like on the inbounds. I don't even know if that was like a. <sighs> I don't even know if you can credit smart for that. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the Bucks were doing there, but Tice was completely uncovered the whole time. But you're right. I mean, <laughs> if, it, if it goes down, it, it's a different story. But I thought Kemba Walker was maker in the second half, and not not. I'm not going to give him all credit because he was a no show in the first half. You know. He was um, great in the second half, and I was crapping all over him in the first because he. I I didn't even know he played. And then he turned it on. Right, but well, that's as a sense that the that biggest, season's coming to an end, change. right? <laughs> he's going yeah. out blazing. That's John. Yeah. That's John. He's, he's, he's running out. out of time. He's 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 using all his makes right now. Yeah, I think he's I think he's toast. No, but I mean, thank God for Kemba <laughs> in the second half, right? Because <laughs> no, Tatum Tatum's still in yeah. that friggin' dizzy funk or whatever. I mean, he 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 didn't have it tonight. Jalen played five minutes and then stopped playing too. I mean, not really, but. He he did all his damage in the first five minutes of the game. Uh, they didn't get have a lot going there, and 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 Kemba saved them completely in that second half. He's great Kemba against saved the him and, and and he's he's like the I don't want to say heartbeat because I don't know if they have one, but he's about as close as you can get. Um, you know, to when when he's you know they pretty much go as he goes when he's not playing, and we all we all know how they how they look. And when he's not playing well, we know how they look. When he is playing well and you know, driving to the lane, kicking it out, you know, hitting his open shots. They just seem to kick it into another gear. It's a lot It's a lot to ask of one guy, and you shouldn't have to because you do have the Tatums and the Browns and the Smarts. But for whatever reason, and there are many of them, those players have not been able to – and Kemba, Kemba too, they just haven't been able to string it together for stretches of time. Together, you know, separately, 48 minutes, yeah. 36 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, 
they're a completely different team depending yeah. on you know what time it is during the game. I'll say this on Smart too. Sherrod threw this out there when he was on, I think, two shows ago, but it's developed further since. I mean, they're two and six since Smart came back. They're eleven and fourteen with Smart on the season. I know there's been other guys going in and out throughout those periods, but it's not all about health. It's not all about availability, as people keep throwing around when. When they've had a healthy roster this year, I think of that Spurs game that was a disaster. They've had some really bad losses with their full team intact, essentially. Yep. And I think they've missed Thompson a little bit, but not enough to be losing this many games. Yeah. So, like, is Smart really the solution either? That you got to ask. I, I, this is again where we're going to get into it, and it's you hate doing, you hate having a recency bias here in, in in a decision that could, you know, end the career theoretically of one of the, you know, the you know, the really important Celtics of this generation, uh, for sure. Um, so you don't want to short sell what Marcus Smart's done for all the criticism we give him. I mean, he had a really bad game, bad market, bad Marcus in every sense of the word, you know, the, the stuff bad you don't Marcus, want. Bad. bad Marcus, bad. Uh, so this, <laughs> this was a rough one, but going back to the thing you mentioned earlier about um, Kemba, and 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 uh, and not being able to find that offense or you know the consistency from Tatum Brown and Kemba there's just too much of this your ball my ball sort of stuff um and that's the problem is you're rolling the dice that whoever is shooting at that time has the hot hand um, even with Teague I keep saying this yeah. there's no way to actually take advantage of Teague you can't other guess. than throw him into that equ equation yeah you can't guess it and so because there's no defined alpha so to speak it's just and because they they have such a poor ball movement offense and they play so much isolation uh and you know they that that what you've got is okay i've got the ball now it's my turn to shoot and you hope that during that stretch it, it works and you've seen it like jalen's taken over the third quarter a couple of times tatum gets hot in the fourth kemba did it in this game and and you ride those waves but you just never know when they're coming so you can't count on anything with this team it's really like I don't know. Do you have it going tonight? Let me jack six or seven shots and see. And that's just kind of what it goes. And it's 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 obviously unsustainable. It's been their issue all, all season long. No no consistency. It's fool's goals what it is, John. Because yeah. how many times do we see Tatum? And to his credit, he's gotten obviously he's it's he's gotten better at it, but it's not ideal. Those one foot, you know, way outside deep three pointers that go in. And they can be a momentum changer, and that can help in the south. That could help themselves in their favor. But it's like when you have that to rely on down the stretch all the time. It's like wait, you know, you can't consistently rely on that because that's not going to come through for you. And again, it goes back to the same Celtics team that we're seeing, you know, playing catch up pretty much throughout, you know, the first three quarters. Whereas before, even if they were trailing, they kept it relatively close. But that just wasn't the case against the Bucks. And yeah, I thought this one. I thought this thing was done for sure. Uh, midway through the fourth or around the four minute mark. So yeah, they did come back and sure I can give them a little props for that. But again, after 40 plus games of seeing this and this team below 500, just not impressed with the almost, you know, comeback win, even if they did pull it off, I still would be here talking, talking trash, you know, talking my shit right now, because I'm not, again, it's just, it's just frustrating. I thought the Celtics could, if they could just strung together defensive stops, they could have, they could have won this game in that fourth quarter. The people in the chat are telling me that Evan Fournier uh, hit, hit the game winner for the Magic tonight over the Suns. Wow, you can't make that up in his uh, in his uh, really untradeable one. now. 20, 21 points for Fournier, eight of sixteen, four of nine. Gordon, another it's clunk. Gordon, a clunker. Five basketball of gods. Gordon, fucking at Boston. Five Boston of fifteen, zero for five. Boston Actually, I Fournier. Okay. 
I'll just say real quick about Fournier. I, I can't, like, ever even remember, like, seeing an Evan Fournier highlight, like, in the history of basketball. Well, you didn't watch the World Cup because that guy is – You know what I think of? Actually, wow, I say, uh, <laughs> whenever I think of Fournier, I think of him crushing so the like, Celtics. Like, like, it happened a lot, like throughout, throughout the last not, four years or so. He's not an athletic guy. He's a shot maker, but he's not like uh, you know, he's not a guy who's going to be putting up highlights sort of some like, sort of buckets. Right. That being said, somebody, right. that's what I mean. like, he's somebody recently uh, made the run. case. Everyone's uh, we keep going back and forth on this Gordon thing, and and again, where the Gordon thing appears to stand is. Um, a bit of a game of chicken right now where Danny uh, is offering we what it appears uh, is uh, one draft pick and one young player. So it's kind of that comfort zone of what you're, Bobby, or what, what we've talked about, what you're okay giving up, which is one first rounder and a Neesmith type figure. So be it. If that's the case, obviously pack the bags and bring bring them over here. Where it gets complicated is with the smart Fournier sort of situation. But another question is, would you explore just doing Fournier right now uh, and and uh, and not giving away legitimate assets and and do that smaller deal? We did talk about you know uh, TP using the TPE for role players or bench store to players instead of like. Because again, if Gordon's going to cost you something real, and if it's Marcus or if it's whatever, you start to, I mean, how many, how split do you think the Celtics are right now and Celtics fans are on a deal that also involves Marcus Smart going out for Gordon coming in? Pretty, pretty down the middle, right? Yeah. Even analysts, too, they're not sure whether it makes the Celtics better. And we were talking about it, too. We're not sure either. Um, but maybe you just do no, you that. Want, you want both right. if you're sending Smart out for sure. For, for Smart, yes. But if yeah. you're not, and and, no, and you don't do smart. Just a dump. Maybe you do that. I don't know. Yeah, you would think about doing like Teague and a second for Fournier, like a hopefully protected second. The problem is that's fourteen million, or I think it's seventeen million he makes, right? Of the uh, TPE on expiring, so they're just not going to do that. No, you'd want to. Fournier would help. Take Tristan. Yeah, Tristan's even the if one they that do that, though, that's still T. I don't think you can match without throwing quite a few guys in there. And then magic no, have to answer part questions. Of the you yeah, you would use part, but you wouldn't be using, you know, seventeen million. If you can get Tristan off the books for another year and use part of it, maybe that's something you. It's can it's either with. or. The way the TP works is you either take all the salary into it, or you match the contracts and don't use it at all. You can't use part of it and like use other salaries to match the other part of the deal coming in. It's all or nothing. So you're taking in 17 million on Fournier, I think is his salary, or you're sending out like four or five players to match. So that's what complicates that a little bit. I think he'd help, but I just don't think, I, and I don't like when people say this on Gordon, but it's true with Fournier. He's not moving the needle enough to start digging into that TPE. And he's probably leaving at the end of the year. You could be. So then you waste that much TPE on a guy who could leave. Right. So I don't know. The question now becomes, and so here's where we are. You know, uh, KOC went on the air, uh, went on NBC earlier today, uh, and he said that you know it's Celtics in Portland there, but Denver might be making that late push uh, and willing to throw more things into the mix. In which case, Celtics would have to up the offer from whatever this is. And it's interesting because uh, earlier in the week, the the story was that they'd already put two two first round picks on the table. Um, and they were the only team to have done so, which which made them the front runners. And now it appears it's a single first round pick and a young player for Gordon. So what are we looking at here? What what's what are the if if the Celtics are about to get outbid? What more do you do to this offer? Forget Smart and forget Fournier and forget piecing doing that deal. 
just this offer, what do you need to do to make it work? And what are you willing to give up? Mm. Throw in another first, throw in another young player. What do you do? You, do you do smart at this point and say, yep, if that's what it's going to take. If they I say, think, I don't want I don't your young player, I want smart. I want smart. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think Aaron Gordon is is, is the one. I, I honestly don't. And, and listen, I'm not overvaluing Marcus Smart. I'm not one of those guys that's like you can't trade Marcus Smart. But I just I'm not quite sure if Aaron Gordon is going to check those boxes. And I'm not saying that he necessarily has to be Marcus Smart. Obviously, but we're asking him, or the Celtics are going to be asking him to be that two way player that they desperately need, the the upgrade that they need. You know, uh, that catch and shoot. You know, that's going to be a part of this as well. I think that's what the Celtics are are, are definitely looking into. Because we all know that he's not a kind of he's not the kind of guy who uh, is going to you know needs the ball in his hand all the time to score. I mean, in transition in the open floor as a defender, I mean, those are the reasons why you the Celtics want to get someone like this. But I don't know if Marcus Smart is it. I, I don't. I think two future first, a young player. I, I mean, if, if that's not enough, maybe you take the lesser deal. I think maybe the Celtics consider. Uh, targeting Fournier or or maybe someone else. I just yeah. I'm not quite sure. I'm not ready to put Marcus Smart. I, don't, think, I, wouldn't I do it. don't think it helps Orlando that Gordon's had a couple of clunkers late because again, people remember what they see. And you know, yeah. his last his last game heading into a trade deadline is a five of fifteen clunker. Uh he was what three he of did 13 seven threes last Friday, though. <laughs> I know, but he was he was three of thirteen against the Celtics as well. So you had a couple of the what am I getting in this guy sort of games recently, you know, uh where you look at it and it's like I could live without this, you know. Like, there's nothing Aaron Gordon's done in the last couple of games that we that I can't live without. And so again, Jimmy, it's not all about shooting an offense. He can play defense. He does other things well. He allows you to play a different brand of basketball. Uh, he helps a little bit for with spacing or when people blitz uh, Tatum and Brown with the ball or Kemba. Uh, he's another person you can get the ball to, and and it, it, there's different things you can do for sure. But he's not really like blowing anybody away right now. I'll throw the before Jimmy hits on Gordon. The way you would make Fournier work is Thompson, Teague, Edwards, Green. That would be the way to make it work. You've been on the trade machine too long, my friend. Way, <laughs> way too many hours in the day. If you were the in Tristan class right Thompson, now, the teacher would the be Tristan, scolding you. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby, get off that trade machine right now. <laughs> I thought I blocked that. How are you getting on? <laughs> so on Gordon. I've gone back and forth on this a lot, but I'm at the point where, and this, it's hard to see. Uh-oh, he's about to jump off the ship. He wants to trade. No, I'm at the point where I I think the Marcus Smart era is, it might be over. And it's not really Marcus Smart's fault. I think, again, it might have to do with some fit. It might have to do with, I don't know if, almost similar to, like, maybe the, his teammates have almost tuned him out, you know? I I don't know. I have nothing to base it on out of, other than the fact that, you know, he's supposed to be like the heart and soul and everything of, of the team, but I still don't really see a lot of it out there. Um, even with him on the court, Bobby, you already talked about the record with him out there. Um, the production has dipped, um, certainly in, in late in the games in the fourth quarter. Um, and I, I'm I kind of interested to see what, what else Aaron Gordon can offer um, on a better team. I mean, let's not, let's not forget this guy has not really had, Great teams, great guards around. Better him. team, a better team. Yeah, <laughs> very loosely. That's stated. the thing. Yeah, about the offense. Um, I'd like to see what Aaron Gordon can do with with you know better players around him, like like Kemba Walker or um, like you know obviously Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, 
And I think what what Gordon can offer is athleticism, obviously, um, a force down low. I think he can maybe open things up by forcing defenders to sort of collapse on him when he is, you know, whether he's driving to the hoop or, or whatever he's doing. I don't want him to end up being a player that just turns into a shot chucker because we know the type of shooter that he is. So if he's going to come to Boston and just take on that role, then then we might the grass might not be greener on the other side and it might just end up being a bigger Marcus Smart. I want to see um, a Gordon who's, you know, showcasing what he's good at, which is playing above the rim and being athletic and being aggressive. All right. Don't I got contest, but but, but <laughs> by doing that, by being that type either. of guy, not winning yeah, them. He's never won them. Can I? Yeah. Can I? Uh, can I share my screen? I got a really good one here in the trade machine. I'm gonna pitch to you. Guys. Okay, Bobby. <laughs> you know, Let's see it. This is trash. We're gonna let you know about it. All right. Share so screen. we've we've talked about the issue. If you're, of, in the, if you're in the studio portion of it. Gotcha. We we've talked about the issue. Have we seen my screen yet? Not you, Jimmy. I think you got to nope. call it up, John. Yeah. Me? I don't yeah. Have that power. So we've talked about the issue with the Celtics possibly not bringing in a point guard if they do trade smart. We've talked about the Magic possibly not wanting smart. And we've talked about Danny going to a third team for picks to facilitate this thing a little bit. With the Thunder, who have about 35 picks in the future, would they take Marcus Smart, as as we've talked about, as like a tone setter, like a, a leader for a young team? Take Neesmith, too, as like a you know first-round player. Send Thompson to the Magic as a salary dump, along with one Celtics pick, like two Thunder picks, because they, they have a million picks that they don't need from the Clippers and Heat and whoever else. And just overload the Magic with picks to take Thompson, dump Gordon, Get Hill to Boston, who's an outstanding, you know, rotation point guard. And I think you make all three teams happy here. This one would be tough to swallow for the Magic, but I think if they get three or four first round picks they out need, of this one, they picks, yeah. they'll walk away happy. Hey, if, three if, or uh, four? There better be some picks in there. Jeez. Well, no, no, no. Not from not from the Celtics, Jimmy. I think you'd get like two of the 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 Thunder own like Clippers picks, Wait, Rockets what are they picks, giving? Heat picks. They're giving they're giving Gordon and what? Uh Just they're giving Gordon. Just Gordon of the Celtics. Why, they're going to get four first-round picks for Aaron Gordon. Well, two from the Thunder, two from the Celtics. What are the Thunder getting of value oh, to, get to get two picks? Yeah. Uh, Smart and Neesmith. No. No. That's not two first-round picks. No. You have like 35 picks, John. Doesn't you got to use it on something. No, no, no. <laughs> Mar- hey, Mar- Marcus Smart goes no. back to his old college stomping grounds. Maybe maybe the fans get, get fired up for that a little bit. Joins Horford. I, I, he, so he, I'm I'm all over the map on Smart and have been my entire, like his entire Are existence. Are you trading him for Gordon? Yes. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, but I mean, I think you can get the deal done without I think, it. I think everyone knew that already. I mean. But I mean, I'm only doing it because I I have always been in the camp that I you're think not gonna, you're not going to sign him. No, I just think he's his value is it, it's again it's is he underrated or overrated? And I've always been in the I just think it's more legend than it is real. And a lot of people totally disagree with that, and I get it because there are moments where I'm like, am I totally wrong here? Well, that's not that's, true in the past. I mean, I, the that's past, just how he's I, felt done it. I can't. Well, let's I, talk. Let's, hold on, hold on, real, real quick, real, real let's, let's talk about legend though. Real quick, no, no. and then I'll see. I'll see the. I'll see the floor here. You know, Bobby, how okay. we always talk about like Rob Williams on Rob Williams mistakes, and can you live with them? I, I think there's more about Marcus Smart that's hard to live with than there is the positive, and I've thought so for a long time. He is 
just an absolutely dreadful shooter. He makes horrible mm -hmm. decisions at really bad times. Um, and but you have that intangible factor. And the only reason I'm not like a hundred percent on this is what people say about him. You have the players say about it. He's our heartbeat and this and that he means a lot to a lot of people. So I have to just say, okay, it probably is true then. But from what I see, I think he does way more that hurts you than, than helps you. Um, and I just, I don't, I, I mean, we're talking an entire career where he's a 37% shooter from the floor and you know 33% from the three he's just he's just a brutally tough offensive player to live with it sometimes just yeah. takes way too many shots and and I just like I said I, I've never thought he's nearly as good defensively as his reputation suggests he's not a great one-on-one -on -one defender he's scrappy he's gritty he's tough he's got all those things it's just I just don't think when he's gone ultimately we'll be like oh we're missing all of those things unless if this team is so mentally soft that they need someone to constantly kick him in the butt but just wait their problems run way deeper than one guy in there to remind them that like hey go out there and make sure you do the thing you're paid millions of dollars to do if you've got that if if smart's the only person in the world who can motivate these guys they're screwed regardless so i just don't know what it i don't know how big of a need it is listen look when you say the the smart legend i think what a lot of Celtics fans don't completely or some of them do actually they don't completely realize or understand is is that it's not just about what happened what people are saying in boston it's across the league i think that whether it's intimidation or whether it's pressure or whether it's just attitude, it, that reflects against opposing teams as well. Like I think that strikes a little bit of fear, whether it's late game execution or whether it's in those fourth fourth quarter stretches that gives the Celtics an advantage. I don't know how significant it is. I, I, I agree with you in the sense that a couple of years ago, we thought it was way more significant than it really is. I, I, I get that. But at the same time, I think that that motivation in the locker room goes a long way for the for the Celtics team. As the defense continues to struggle, I just think trading away smart again for Aaron Gordon. That's the thing here. If you're bringing in someone like Aaron Gordon, I'm not quite sure he's going to be able to. You know that offense is going to outweigh what you're getting from Marcus Smart on defense. And look, as a playmaker, like that's a part of Marcus Smart's game that we don't talk about enough. I think Bobby brings it up every now and then this season, but. He's improved in that aspect of his game. Yes. But he's the best passer. It's not an accident right. that, Josue, the thing you said I think is perfectly right, and I, I want everybody else's take here, but I just wanted to follow up there. That thing you said is dead on. It's a couple of years ago in the legend of Smart. Smart is clearly the type of player that's more valuable to a, a, a very good team or a deep team or a team with a lot of talent. But when he's asked to do things – out of his comfort zone, you see too much of this, and then you see more of his warts. And I think that's why this year people are getting that less shiny version of Smart. He's the when you've got Gordon and Tatum and Brown and Al and all of these guys who can do all of these different things and score. Great, it's awesome to have that spark plug guy who's in there diving for loose balls and kind of keeps you honest and adds that little energy boost when you need it. But you're asking for him to be your primary playmaker and pick up some of the brunt of the scoring, and it's just not that's not who he's meant to be. He's really that's more yeah. that's for the season, though, John. Really a sixth man with being asked to be your third best player, and he's just out of it. Well, whatever, third, fourth. It's it's, it's what you're just saying, but that's that's yeah. this season, though. That's not the, that's not ideal. That's this and we're so finding out. 
team. And again, that's why I don't understand why a bad team would take him. There are some reporters who say there's a culture thing where he can fix a culture somewhere. But I mean, all evidence to the contrary, if he's coming from a place where the culture is currently broken. So again, I don't understand why a bad team would value someone like Smart. I think he's a phenomenal piece on a good team. Uh, but I don't get what the Magic would want with him. It makes no sense that he's even included. But uh, Jimmy, where are you on this? Well, I'm not sure what the question is now. We've got we've we've Marcus's is value and whether he'll be missed, whether yeah, he so will be missed. Will he be, be missed? Okay. Yeah, no. So so totally. I mean, I think you, you touched on it a little bit with, you know, Marcus is seen as a leader and seen as a culture guy and 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 all that stuff. I don't know how much of that is just romanticism and, you know, seeing what he does on the court and just assuming that he is, you know, this stable stable presence in the locker room off the court. I mean, you can go back to every season with the Celtics team, and maybe it's just because we're covering the team, and maybe it's like that with every team. But you can go back to like the last four or five seasons. There's been drama like every single season, players leaving, fighting in the locker room, you know, wondering if you know there's a disconnect between the coaches and the players, whether it you know whether it's Kyrie, whether it's um, you know last season with with the blow up in the bubble. Um, you know, stars leaving, Gordon leaving, Horford leaving, Kyrie leaving. I mean, if Marcus Smart's been here through this entire ordeal and even like leading up to today, I mean, there's just seems to be like there's a lot of unrest with the team, you know, do they, are, are they upset at Tristan Thompson? That was the last rumor. And, and it's like, okay, are we just romantic? And when Marcus Smart was, was out earlier this season, the Celtics were losing and everyone was saying, oh, well, it goes to show you how important Marcus Smart is to this team. That's, again, a little bit of romanticism there and looking back on past and remembering the winning plays that he makes. And he has made those. But at the end of the day, he is not irreplaceable. He's a guy that I think, like a lot of Celtics players who eventually leave the team, you get over it and you move on and you realize, you know what, maybe maybe we were overvaluing him a little bit than what he actually is compared to other players in the league. I don't think we um, have to do that. I, I don't think we have to go back and say, oh, he wasn't worth it all these years. He did what, what he did. Saying, Bobby. I, yeah. I didn't say that. I did. Did I say that? No, no I what think I'm that's what John's saying. I'm not saying that. In the top 10 all time Celtics. I'm I don't think we've overrated him. We could be overrating him now and into no, the future. I think we always have a bit. It's again, it's. I don't think so. Because of the the winning plays, you know, like, I mean, he, how many right. games did Marcus Smart and, and literally he's a do? great, he's, yeah. he's a great, you know, character. He's personable. He's easy to cheer for. He's been through a lot, you know, in his personal life. And, and like, you know, you sort of watch him grow up here and there are certainly attachments to that. And I think like Toronto's even going through something a little bit like with Lowry and the fact that he might yeah. be traded. I'm not comparing the two players, but I'm just saying there's, there's an attachment there that you have to sort of try to, look at it from all different angles and say, okay, well, you know, can the Celtics, can the Celtics recover or can they actually get better? Of course they can. That's ways? the answer. The, exactly. Yeah. The that's the answer. The definitive answer is they can. The question is, are you getting anything that's making you, be it's more about the return than what's going out. I, I'm, I, mm, I know yeah. but you might get something from our, but Joe Sway's dubious on Gordon. That he doesn't think flip right? easier. But yeah, well, it's, not, it's not just about it's not just about being skeptical of, of his performance and Aaron Gordon, right? It's also about Marcus Smart. We knew this before the season started. We knew this after Gordon Hayward was you know was was gone. He's the only tradable contract after that TPE expires, yeah. whether Danny H uses it or not. 
So if you want to see the Celtics go out and trade Marcus Smart, end up with no TPE, no tradable contracts going into next season, and we're seeing this whole team all over again with Aaron Gordon as the only difference and no Marcus Smart. Like, what's the – why is that so alluring? Or why is that something that people are excited over? You know, it's a it's a big question mark. Could it could it turn out well? Could could everything turn out well? Could Eric Gordon come into Boston and improve himself, and all of a sudden he becomes a twenty plus or whatever? He improves and he's overall it was a better deal. Yeah, that's a possibility. But if it doesn't go that yeah. way, you're in a really tough spot if you're the Celtics. What I'm so, a little worried about. Go ahead, Bobby. Sorry. Well, Matt Moore went on Celtics beat this week and said that it was the real deal. Some Bill Simmons mentioned and others have that they were trying to trade Smart over the off season for the number two pick. And I don't think that's an indictment. That was a great idea, and some of us thought it was terrible. Well, I, I don't think that's necessarily an indictment on Smart, and this doesn't have to be either. The fact is, he's 26, 27. He, his numbers have declined a little bit this year. We see him not playing at defense as well. There's real reason to think that this could be it with Smart, and his contract's up after next year. That's what I've been harping on. Like they're probably not going to go into the twenties of millions to keep him here, which he should pursue. Nor is anyone. But anyway, that's He's my. Not gonna, yeah, we're not doing that. But yeah, I'm with you, John. <laughs> well, either way, he should pursue that after he took twelve. Yeah, so should you. Celtics before, yeah. but either way, I think you got to get the best value for him when you can. My ideal thing was Collins for him. You know, let the Hawks resign him, keep him, do whatever they want with him, and let the Celtics keep a guy for four years. Now that that's off the table, the next best thing is having a guy like Gordon for two years. I know it's the same window, but if he wants to come here, maybe you have a better chance of keeping him. He's a wing. He's a little bit younger. And right. overall, like who's the better shooter between those two? It's close, but it's probably Gordon by a hair in an aggregate. The problem is come playoff time when aggregates don't matter and the numbers don't matter and stuff like that between the lines. Smart has done some things for this team that have really shifted series. I mean, we saw it against Toronto in game seven. If he doesn't make that play, they lose the series. Uh, so you're giving that up in terms of being a little better in the short term, having better fits in the short term, and having more flexibility in the future. Yeah. I mean, Smart's been great. I don't think there's any of this is a knock on him. I just think this is where the team is. They've gone a little bit desperate, and they need to do something that's aggressive yeah. and, quote, desperate. This is well, a, I don't no. think see that I don't think they need to do anything desperate. I don't and I don't think I don't think trading Gordon yeah, for Smart back. is a desperate move. Um I I think it's probably at least this season if you have to give up Smart and to to get Gordon, it's not going to be seen as this major upgrade. It's going to be borderline lateral move, but it might be something that Danny Ainge thinks makes them better going into next season. And it might be a player that he sees. And it shakes up the on. room now. It's, you know, exactly. It, it could certainly help. I mean, I would, it's not going to put them into the Nets at echelon of teams. But what I'm saying is it might be something that Danny says, well, get a head start on next season at the very least. Get some, get something going with these guys. Get them, see how they look together. And then he can make further adjustments and, and moves in the offseason. But Gordon might be a player that he's very interested in for all the reasons why we know he loves athletic wings who have a lot of potential and i think gordon still does have that the fact that he's 25 is something that i think a lot of people forget i mean he is uh, a young player again he's been on these crappy orlando teams with crappy guards around him and i think that there is a little bit of maybe untapped potential that i would hope um the subs could tap into a little bit um you know putting the right guys out there with him so and and again i i just think it, it might at the very least maybe 
Gordon is a more tradable guy uh, than Smart will be. Maybe people don't look at him. Let me ask you this. Maybe maybe there's more teams interested in acquiring Gordon, not just good teams or really good teams looking for, you know, that, that final depth piece to put them over the top. Let me ask you this. Could they do better for Smart later? Yeah. That's what we keep talking about. This is, again, if, I don't we think have all been around the world on this, Bobby. Right now you've got f- 10 teams all looking to get better with about two to three impact players available, period. Okay? And so, obviously, now you're in a bidding war, which means you're going to probably overpay uh, for this. And you're right. Could you get more for all of it? A- again, Jimmy's been making this point all season. If Rob Williams plays himself into a place where he's like, a legit stud by the end of the year or a piece, how much is his value increase over what it is after 40 games right now? If you get anything out of Romeo, if Neesmith starts to play and you see something or if you, or whatever, all of it's not going to happen. Thing, <laughs> thing, theoretically, you know, the value Romeo's of your pieces. Alive. You know the value of your pieces now. They all, many things could have great, great more value, uh, more value later when you're not competing with as many people all at once for for for, for such a small. That's cool. true, but is Smart gonna right. have more value later? Cool you can't match no. contract. I mean, like that's what that's where Smart comes in and comes into play in in that scenario, you know. And that's yeah, true too. you know, to, to your point, you're John. You're not sign and trade Smart. They're not to gonna be point, able to do John, sign yeah. and trades this offseason. I just the the Tatum contract just blows them to, uh, past that uh, hard tax that would go into place. To yeah. John's point, though, like those Romeos and and, and Smiths. If you, if you can couple someone like that with Marcus Smart, then all of a sudden that's a, that package deal gets a lot better, right? You throw in a first-round pick, it gets a lot better. Again, maybe Aaron Gordon right now is the best the Celtics can do, but next season you know, or during the offseason, maybe those values go up. One of those guys – Well, yeah, let's pick, consider this too. You compare that with the, with, the, with the draft picks, future first. Let's consider this too. If you trade Smart for Gordon straight up, that matches – as Joe Sway just said, there's no TP involved whatsoever in that. Now you go into the tax. Do they want to do that? I don't know, but it would leave the full TP in place for the off season. So that's another value of trading smart. As he just mentioned, you, you wouldn't even have to touch a cent of that TP. You'd have the full 28 million for the off season. And are there any, are there any limitations? to Gordon better be Gordon? Once you acquire him, can you? Um, no, over the off season, they'd be good to trade him. Right. So, so it's again, I, when you want, you were talking about value. I think I know. I know John agrees with me. I don't know about you guys, but Marcus Smart's value I don't think will ever be much. I think we know who Marcus Smart is. I don't know if his value is going to increase a ton um, over the next, over the rest of his contract. I think he, and he's worth. I'm not saying he's not worth his contract. I just don't think that he's going to turn into any different of a player than what he kind of is. He hasn't. He has improved in his playmaking, and I think that's probably where he's going to. You know, I think he's. I mean, I guess I'll use the word peaked, but I think he's probably the player that we all know him to be. I, I can't imagine his worth going up or down a lot either way over the course of his remainder of his Celtics career. So is he worth, if he's worth Aaron Gordon, then that's probably the type of player that you're going to get in return for Marcus Smart. Now, if you want to include picks and all this other stuff and add, add these other um, you know, assets in a deal for a bigger player, then yeah, that's the risk you take by holding on to him. Well, but you can it, theoretically include Gordon in that same trade. Does it happen? I, I, I think, I think no, and not because the Celtics don't try. I think the Celtics are going to get flat out bid because other teams have more attractive things to offer. 
I agree. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Although, De- I think Denver's package that's being the one that they're considering, Boston can't match it. I don't care what they send. Barring, well, let me guess. Barring, Harris, uh, Harris. Guns like RJ, and then and, and a first round pick. I, Boston can't come within miles of that. So the Magic are pretty close to the tax, and the D- Nuggets trade would blow them into it which I don't think they would love because of Barton or Harris, whoever they decide to include in there. The advantage that the Celtics could end up pulling out of this. the TPE right now. Yeah, so if you do like Neesmith and picks and just take Gordon on the TPE, that might be more valuable to the Magic, killing like $16 million in salary than yeah. Bowl Bowl and the Nuggets pick. Like the Nuggets right. pick's going to be worse than the Celtics, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So I think yeah, they have sure, the advantage but- in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, like the TP, going to be in the lottery. The TP is a real advantage, and I said this about the Kings too, which we can probably still consider the Kings in play here. I know they're saying no, but I feel like that's still on the table to some degree. The Kings, the Magic, those teams can dump full salary, whether it's Barnes is twenty-two or Gordon's eighteen, and just take back like two million, which is a ginormous win for cap purposes, especially for the Kings if they want to go out and sign someone eventually. Yeah. What's kind of a bummer uh, is that the reports today that the Celtics, like, while their front runners are on Gordon, that their number one prize is Barnes. So Gordon's a consolation prize, I guess, uh, in this in this thing, which is no, – I, I don't know is better. If I believe that. I, no? I said to you guys, I think that's BS. I don't even know okay. what that means. I don't even know what that means. No offense to whoever reported it, but – the Celtics I've seen are it a trying, couple places, trying, actually, but anyway, me. I trying to smoke. They're trying to smoke out the Kings. Like the Kings are. I don't are believe the what? smoke the Kings out. are a bunch of idiots that they, they, they think it's all. Fake. I don't buy that. I just that's think they. I, I, I think believe. they wanted Barnes. They just can't have him. They might want Barnes, but honestly, pure pure potential or pure pure athleticism talent doesn't Gordon seem like more of a Danny Ainge guy than Barnes? Younger? Yeah. Yes. I still don't know what Gordon well, Yeah, but Barnes is better. Guy. Yeah, that's the point. We know Barnes, Barnes is Barnes better. Barnes is better, but but Danny's never been the guy to always pick the better. I mean, look at his I mean, and it's come back to bite him, don't get me wrong. But he's always been the guy who's like in love with potential and athleticism and you know that basically. Uh more than more than, you know, a, a, a steady guy, maybe. I don't I don't know. Um Well it depends what you're giving up. So like if we're talking like if we're talking smart for Gordon, I think in that case, Danny might say this could end up being lateral if we miss smart as a ball handler and Gordon comes in and it isn't that great. If you're giving up like Neesmith for Barnes, I think you do that a million times over a million over Gordon for smart. Cause that just instantly helps your team. You don't even have to wait for Barnes to sure. develop did, or become. Or yeah, I think everyone would agree with that. And he's did here he for three been- years. Did Neesmith not play tonight because he's possibly involved in a trade? No, they will possibly Grant. forgotten. Because <laughs> uh, this is again. Was Neesmith going to guard Giannis? Come on. No, geez, but my goodness, uh, a game think- after you 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 got him back in there with some minutes, and he actually hit a couple of shots to go to zero again, is baffling to me. Zero. You need, you need every guy in a string against this team. I told you that, John. We were going through the schedule like a week ago. I was like, he's not going to play against the Bucks, but you know, after yeah. that two-game stretch, he'll come back, and we'll see. We'll see what he's got. We'll see um, how his progression is thus far. Right? Might have been a few is, more threes if he was out there the re- on the other the end. Reason, the reason why I don't think it could happen is not so much that, like, if if the Celtics really, really, really wanted Gordon, I mean, I think they could make it happen. But 
Danny Ainge isn't going to overpay for for Aaron Gordon because he doesn't That's feel a the way he doesn't feel the way Bobby feels. I'm I'm fully convinced in that. So I don't. That's why I don't think it's going to happen because so he's what, not like, going to make a trade. He's not panicking. He's not going to make a desperation trade. He doesn't feel like he needs to make a trade to save the season. So that's why. I mean, if 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 the if the Magic were looking to play a ball and and meet them you know, kind of where they wanted to be, then I think they would make the trade. But if the Magic are looking to, you know, play hardball and, and, you know, try to get every last drop out of, out of a trade for Gordon, then you're right. I don't, I don't think the Celtics end up being the, the team that does it. Well, why is Woj out here and all these people saying the Celtics really want him? Like they, they want him so badly. Oh, Gordon. Yeah. Like if you're not going to give up what it takes to get a player in a trade, especially at this point where you really need to shake up this roster and add stuff for now and in the future, like what are they doing? Like they can't, they can't. They aren't in an advantageous position anymore. They have to give up value and go get a guy. That's where they're at. And you can keep saying I they know, don't have the pieces to make to it work, be, but at the very least, it has to make you better. <laughs> you know, the, the thing we don't think about is what's the cost of doing it nothing. It has to make you better today, right? If it does, if it's still, if you're not even sure it makes you better today, and you give up future assets that you could theoretically use in other trades what are we doing you know like if people are still torn on whether shipping out smart for gordon is bad plus you're also going to give up a young player in a first round pick why even discuss it at that point if it's a lateral move and you lose more assets you're gaining nothing because of what jimmy mentioned you need an asset for the long term i agree that that. you can invest and grow in like this is the thing they they have a clock here they can't just sit back and say oh we'll wait a couple years and see what's out there the tp expires smart's gone tice gone all the stuff that they could use right now to and put together even your pick which right now is in a better position than it was before you know what bugs me the most and you're 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 not wrong but the gordon thing popped off early in the week and it was like okay they're close here what's been depressing since then is there's been no momentum towards this appearing to be a deal that they're going to get done. And then no other names have popped off. In fact, names are falling off the list like Barnes and Collins. Yep. And nobody will even say Lonzo's name. Just get, somebody give me a Lonzo. Rumor. They're going to keep him. They're going to keep him because <laughs> he's staying just put. Somebody, right? Exactly. He's not going anywhere. Just, just give me a Lonzo rumor. I'll give yeah. you, I'll tweet one out. I'll tweet one out. It'll be fake. Give if me something to show, get excited about tomorrow. I, I don't want to spend any guys. We're going to, for, we're, we're going live tomorrow at two o'clock, right up to the trade deadline at three two? for anybody watching. So um, please join us there. We're going to take you right into the trade deadline and after in case, you know, anything happens. And if nothing happens, we'll still talk and we'll all we'll freak out. We'll, we'll <laughs> grieve together and start fighting. <laughs> we'll fight. Uh, oh, Bobby's gonna be, you do not want to be around Bobby tomorrow. Trust me. If they do happens. nothing, oh lord, it's oh, they're gonna, gonna have to put an emoji over my face. Right. When the trade machine crashes, that's what he's gonna get mad. I need to wake up tomorrow to something new, some new buzz. Because this, oh, there's gonna be buzz. There's if all buzz. I want, if all that's happening is a Gordon trade, I'm not even sure I want to see. Like, I, it's like I still don't even know how to feel if it goes down, but. You know, I'm at the point where change for the sake of change might even be good. So that's why I would do the smart for Gordon swap there. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm still I'm still not certain. Hey, I wouldn't be happy with a couple of picks and whatever for Barnes at this point. I, I really don't think that's off the table. I, I'm How happy. Do magic got... fans Go ahead, Jimmy. Gordon. How do Magic fans feel about Gordon? I imagine like they probably 
like Gordon, right? I mean, he's been a guy that's given them some entertainment over the years, very least. No, they're I, probably in fear, frustrated. Are there them. Magic fans? Do Magic fans <laughs> yeah, exist, or are they like Heat fans? Yeah, that probably was a long time ago. Yeah. So they asked it. him yesterday. Someone actually asked him about the trade rumors, and he answered it. He said he's just been so frustrated with the situation there. Like they they put such a load on him because of all the injuries. They haven't gotten anyone. They haven't gone anywhere. They've made a couple playoffs, but. It's just not a good situation. And that's so the that's the hope here. You really that hope that hope. he becomes the fourth, fifth option on a team and just flourishes as a cutting yes. dunker, uh, as a off-ball shooter. Defensively is what you're really banking in on. I wouldn't even like over-fixate on the offense because defensively is where you hope he's going to improve you. Play him that's at some five. You know, right. Let him defend fours. Here's the thing about – I know, but again, the, the thing we, about – We haven't, yeah, we haven't mentioned this. And it does matter. Smart's like what six three, two hundred something. This guy's six eight, like two forty five. Real power, like mu- jacked out of his mind. I've mentioned like, he's it got great times. Yeah. Well, there you go. But here's Jimmy my did the good work. Here's my only Thank concern you. with Gordon. I know he's only twenty five, which is great because that sounds like a young player. He's been in the league for seven years, and he's still the same guy he's has his game taken a major leap forward in any of the last four years five years he's the same guy wow. who's been his best point well, i don't know i think anybody's got no good guards right and i think i think and again maybe there's something they can unlock it but at the end of the day i mean everyone if we if, if the celtics trade for gordon you have to accept the fact that that's who you're getting like there i don't know that there's a next level you're getting a guy who's an okay yeah. shooter but for for his career about 33 from three granted he's got it he's flashing this year but i also think that's fool's gold he averages about 13 points a game he's he's fine but he doesn't have an elite skill set at anything. He What's is Marcus Smart's elite skill. He doesn't have it either. That's the thing. Is you're <laughs> how about the twentieth pick in next year's draft? What's his skill set? Right. So you're trading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're trading either for fit or for projection, but not for any sort of guarantee. or or asset management yeah. in the future. I yeah. mean, teams around the league obviously like this guy and want him, and there's been buzz around him forever. And if he really starts to flourish in Boston. That's your next step on the ladder toward making the move. And I've said this over and over again. You don't want to go into the offseason with $28 million of that TPE intact for various reasons. You want to have part of it to use and part of it in the bank on a real player for salary matching purposes. Like, There's lots and lots of limitations on this team in the offseason. They're going to make it extremely hard to get the full value of that $28 million. So, like, everyone keeps thinking they can wait. The team keeps saying, oh, we're going to wait. And I just look at their books and their situation and I, say, like said, I'm doing happening. it if it's there. I'm doing it if it's there, and then you you hope for the best. I just – I I think he's I improved his passing it. to answer when you, your question. When you, make, when you make there trades, you you're short roll passing. that you've given up something because you're going to get something of tremendous value in return. This is one of those where you're like, I hope this works out. you know. And it's a little bit of a Hail Mary sort of trade. That's all. And let me hit on that. Throw this to Joe Sway. This notion that, oh, they shouldn't do anything because the team's not trying hard enough or they're not invested. It's not worth giving them an improvement. Like, come on. That's not how you roster uh, manage a roster. They, in the offseason, said, we're going to kick this move down to the deadline or next offseason, see what the best available option is, and go with that. 
the possibility that they could just end up doing nothing is not fair to the team. It's not fair to the coach, and it's not fair to the future what roster. Are you about fair, you you make a deal if it's you make a deal if it's a good deal. You don't make a deal because it would be mean to Tatum to not make it. Like it's either a good move or it's not. <laughs> Life isn't no, fair, but- Bobby. <laughs> That's right. it. Right. The trade has the trade. You think the trade is favorable for some reason, or it's not. That's it. You don't just make it because you have to, you know, like there's no have to, it's, it, it makes sense to, but you don't just make it, you know, you make a trade that is a good trade for you. And obviously if he's holding firm, I don't believe this is a case of, I know everyone in the media likes to say, I know our fans like to say, Danny's got to win. I don't think Danny feels he has to win. I think, I think like any GM, you set a price tag of what a player's worth and value is to you, and you mm-hmm. don't go skyrocketing over it because you have to have it. That's what GMs who get fired fast do is, oh, I fall in love with things, panic, freak out, throw in too well, much. Not to save their job. And then not get, re- and then not get returns. That's not what you do. If you're good at your, job you set a well, value we, and you go t- and, you tra- to- and if, it, if it means a lot you you go a little up you you have you i mean like in any sale you have here's my first offer oh okay i can give you a little bit more like danny knows where he's willing to go with it but if denver blows them out of the water i mean is danny throwing everything he's got into this deal probably not well is denver gonna throw rj hampton into this like i hear Maybe. that thrown around and i don't think so why would you Maybe. why would you trade a guy with that much potential who's 19 instead of a guy with potential who's 25? Yeah. Like if they want to do that, go ahead. I just don't think they're going now. I like I said, I don't know, but if Denver blows him away, is Danny just gonna keep going and going and going until he gets it? I don't know. I don't right. I, I don't think it's good business. Yeah, but I mean, I think the one thing that would make us believe that that's the case is that report that again, we don't know if there's any truth to it, but that they were targeting, they've been targeting Aaron Gordon for the last two years. The last two trade deadlines, they were uh, they had him on their on their radar. So if they want him that badly, I mean, yeah. it could happen. Yeah. It, Go it, get it, him. We could, could see smart traded for 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 Aaron Gordon if that's what's going. If that's what uh, if that's what Orlando was asking for. I wonder if Smart's talking tonight. Anyone see anything from him? Oh, I doubt it, man. I haven't seen anything. So Jake Fisher, I do have you guys. <laughs> yeah. I do have a nugget from Jake Fisher, who's a good basketball reporter. I saw um, that too. You, yeah. you you trust this? Yeah, I do. Denver's now in the lead. Denver, the if front runner. They're, yeah. If they're offering RJ Hampton, which is what KOC said earlier, because like, yeah, how could the Magic pass that up? That's like a new first round pick, premium guy who should have been a hey, lottery. We got one of those. <laughs> Again, the fact that Neesmith won the lottery and RJ Hampton didn't. RJ Hampton was obviously my guy. That was so stunning to me. So, and Bobby, Hampton you, fell fast. When you say things like what type of value do these picks have, they have value if you pick the right guy. You know, like look at the guys who've gone after Neesmith who are absolutely would have who absolutely would have put the Celtics over the hump in any of these trades right now. And Hampton could be one, Sadiq Bay could be another. There's a couple, there's guys taken right. after him that absolutely, if the Celtics had that today, they make any trade, they they're they're front runners in these trades. And they're they're not simply because of the fact that Smith actually has negative value right now. I mean, he makes he makes other GMs angry when you bring up right, his name. Negative right. value. He made literally. poison and it, the entire team you send him to, even if he doesn't play. Like nobody wants it. It's negative value. In fact, it probably makes the GM so mad at Danny that he even mentions Neesmith's name that it right. like just sullies the rest of the the trade talks. They can't they, they can't ha- get hang up. 
Yeah. So what if precious? precious. But don't. But hey, uh, John can say that about Nismith, but we're not allowed to say that about Romeo because that's no, not at all. Speaking of the word precious, that's John's precious is Romeo right there. Uh, he's protecting I, Romeo at all costs. I We're not made, even sure again if Romeo is alive. This could be a weekend at Bernie situation. So Fisher trying to trade somebody who is literally like on strings right now. So we'll Fisher, you guys see Romeo? Oh my God, he's yeah, jacked. He's I can't Romeo wait to see him. Finger. I don't know. I haven't seen the guy in a year. Oh my God, when Romeo gets on the practice court, it's gonna be like, oh, it's playoff time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we didn't make the trip. As soon as, as soon as they get back to Boston, we'll, we'll, we'll get a Romeo segment for sure. So they have just, seven straight home games coming up. That's going to be wait. interesting. Just wait till you Weekend see at Romeo. Romeo's. Weekend at Romeo's. <laughs> yeah. We're about to see if he's actually, if he's actually uh, a real human being. Yeah. Hey, uh, do it, uh, Bobby. What are you What are you going to say here? You're reading more of this report. Yeah, he says. So there's been talk today that Smart's off the table, but Fisher says it's still a first and Smart, and they might throw a second. Then Fournier would come back to yeah, the and then the Fournier double thing. down on. So on basically, that basically, what Fisher said was they don't want to do the trade that was reported they were going to do yesterday, but they still might do the trade that was reported yesterday. And he's saying for Denver, it's one of their young players. So Zeke, Zeke Najee or Bol Bol or. Bowl, and I don't. I, I don't like think one of those ball. guys is enough. Bol Bol. <laughs> oh, he destroyed Syracuse when they played him in college. Bowl he was ball. really uh, good at Oregon. I'm ready to do the trade. If the trade was available now, I'm ready to do it. But yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to get the shot. Yeah, I'm ready just to do it. <laughs> I, I told you guys. I I pulled up YouTube. If anyone anyone at home watching is a little bit on the fence, just. YouTube Aaron Gordon highlight reel and just only watch those. Don't don't watch any <laughs> those. Those are great. Just I might break down some film tonight. I'll die. And you'll be totally convinced that that this is the right idea. Somebody right, do so, more names, more rumors, guys. You want you want me to fire up the trade machine? I'll do it. Oh no, no, I don't want that. <laughs> trade machines are making my head hurt right now with the with the, the dumbness of some of these trades but and mine not, was pretty good wasn't it give me a little credit except that oklahoma city was getting nothing and giving yeah. up everything yeah that was the only part Smith, that's pretty much what people want orlando to take so they were I giving up first for smart it's not it's not, not their first they're just giving away picks just to join the party. Like, How yeah. many picks right. can they feasibly Two take? I mean, Smart Smart's an unrestricted free agent. Neesmith's a bust. You, I Two firsts. Yeah. I wish it's I could. I guys, wish right? I actually. If it helps you guys. Let's do it. You know. I, I wish I actually had the number in front of me because you guys would be blown away. Like they obviously don't have thirty first, but they have like. 18 i think i know but you don't <laughs> just give them away like like no. like you're gonna use them for something at some point like are they gonna find like for something good yeah so when like, when bradley beal becomes available and the thunder roll 18 first round picks to the table like washington's just gonna be like how do we use all these i don't i don't even know what we're gonna do with these i, I feel like there's something out there you're here in indiana i don't know if atlanta's truly taken collins off the table but maybe they have you don't know how much of this stuff is posturing coming from teams who want to make other teams step to the table and really offer more so tomorrow's going to be silly we are going to go live. We'll see what's right. Uh, it's so, been reported today that Orlando is going to take it down to the wire. So this very much could be in that last hour, half hour situation before this thing gets done. And it oh, could yeah. be like, okay, that's what you're offering. Hang on. Click. Okay. What do you got? Click. Yeah. And around we go, you know? So let me throw, 
Let me throw one more idea at you because Jimmy tossed this out a while ago, and I do think it's interesting that the market has killed Ooh. this guy's value in the way it has. Wait, do you circle guess. back? Do you circle back to Victor Oladipo if it costs? No. You hate him, and you don't get to talk. Oh yeah, right. you're not. Well, no, but what, if, what if it costs? What if it costs three second round picks and you match what? salary? You and your second round picks, man. Those are literally pennies. Literally, they're pennies. Nobody. I'm just saying, no one wants Oladipo right now. So do you take advantage of his low costs? I mean, I literally sure. think that's what it's going to be for him, like a second round pick at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. and second round picks. I don't know if he fits the TP, but I guess if that's a possibility, yeah. And then what? Then he's free and you've wasted it for nothing. And now you have yeah. him and Smart and what Kemba. If you could, what if you could flip Kemba for him, as we've talked Great. about? Done. I, I'm... <laughs> we've talked about that. Because no, sign me up. Shit. <laughs> I'll do anything to get out of two years of Kemba. And resign Oladipa, Oladipa it would free them of, of Kemba, which if is what John yeah, wants. Yeah. If you're Houston, it's not an awful idea, at least for the next Yeah, time. I just wonder what Austin thinks about that. Yeah. Those two years I texted that exact that trade like a month ago to you guys. And well, I, I mean, Bobby I thought there'd be, be I thought there'd be real offers. <laughs> Bobby's all yeah, over the place. Bobby doesn't know what to feel or think anymore. He's been in on trades, out on trades. Saying, I Bobby, that was a whole month ago. Bobby's he's he's somewhere else now. Like, he's, no, he's but yeah, all over the place. No, there are no real offers out there for Oladipo. No one wants to offer anything for him right now because he's going to be a free agent. But can yeah. Boston say? The value of acquiring him is going to be getting out of two years of Kemba. Maybe it's something you think about if you want to go in the other direction right now and start to drop in the standings. I don't know. Like I said, I'm all for selling parts, especially ones you know you don't need for next See, year. See, you can trade Kemba, John. It's anything no, you is can't possible. Trade Kemba, but you can trade Tristan, maybe. You can maybe trade Smart. If you know you're not signing people next year and you can trade for either future assets or anything that you can uh, that you can use in the future, I, I, I'm i for that, even if you don't necessarily improve now. But um, hold we'll on. Can we? Uh... Out. Again, I hate to wrap it, but we're going to wrap it. It is, uh, we're, up over an hour here, and we are going live tomorrow at 2. So uh, a phenomenal night. I know, obviously, everybody out there is super interested in what's going to happen. Uh, we've had up to 12, you know, over 1,200 people in the stream at one time here, which is amazing. So um, please come back tomorrow. I know it's a work day. It's mm -hmm. the middle of the day. We will be live at 2. If you haven't subscribed already to our YouTube channels, do so. You'll get notified. Yeah, pop on the headphones. Don't let the boss know. Have, like, your Excel spreadsheet in the next, you know, in case yeah. he walks by. Never mind. That's you can't do Kemba for Oladipo. Subscribe that man's playing Galaga. Um, why not? So, um, you guys make enough. <laughs> hey, so Sorry, we're going live at we're going Marvel. live at what time? Two o'clock? Two to three. Oh, we'll be past. We'll be on past. Two to three. three Happy sure. Greek Independence Day tomorrow you to everybody. Thank you, George. Oh. I appreciate the shot, the reminder there. Happy Greek Independence Day, John. Uh, oh, thank you. There you go. I'm gonna try. I mean, listen, I'm gonna there try go, to see if I can get on it too. I don't. I can't make any promises, but I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give it a shot. Okay. Cool. Sharad's gonna dip in. We may throw some other smart people. Bobby likes smart guys. I like to kind of keep it. I don't like people that are that much smarter yeah, than we're me. anti-smart. Uh, we gotta have some information here. We can't just guys. be spouting. I mean, I just. No, I just, no, I just, just gave the wrong great. trade. I'm just here to yell. Um. But no, yeah. I just like spouting spouting things. It doesn't really matter if, if like like Kemba for smart. Like 
let's talk about it. We don't need to know if it, we, we didn't want to know that it couldn't happen, Bobby. We didn't ask for that information. Hey, well, now you can use them in the TPE, so you can start dreaming of that. My boy Mario in the chats. John from Zilla. The Greeks are coming so out. Where's Zilla? What's the uh, what's what's the move, John? What's the what do you what's the celebration? What's the what's the plan? Besides the, working, the plan tomorrow is uh, like like any other day. I think sadly, Greek that's food. about it. I oh, may go. Yeah. I may take a ride to Sophia's in Belgium and in uh, in Belmont some and get land. myself some get myself some Greek treats there. No, it's a little little shop. Uh, so thing what, what, um you uh what do you pick up what's the uh with the, with the spinach i always forget the name of it man that's spinach uh appetizer yeah, is the name but yeah, spinach pie. yeah it's spinach a good pie. That's, that's good that's my stuff that is good one more thing from matt moore who is pretty close to the nuggets too uh he's in denver he doesn't think the nuggets have progressed or gotten aggressive enough on gordon so i just think everybody's waiting to give like the least they possibly can for him so yeah. after all this time after all the reports we've heard and all the rumors and sources, we're sitting here let, almost 12 hours until the deadline, and we all know absolutely nothing, which just goes to show you how crazy this and silly this whole we know, trade season is. We know that we're playing Giannis Adetokounmpo. We don't know what we don't know. I'll say this, and Kyle Lowry's. Independence Day, and we have a lot of friends out there who, who like Greek food, so we know that much. Um, so <laughs> Looks like so, Kyle Lowry's. Uh, I don't think I know. We get to cover this. this matchup all over again in a couple of days. So, yeah. So, last thing I will say, just because it, it's been bugging me, we didn't spend enough time on it, and I just saw the final stat on it. Um, Rob. So now Celtics went scoreless for a buck thirty-two to end the game um, uh, when they had chances to tie and take the lead, and uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown did not touch the ball a single time in the last minute and thirty-two seconds of the game. And again, I, I it, of the oh. things that we talk about, Bobby, and again, this could spiral into an hour, but the things that we talk about, that may be the single most frustrating thing about Brad Stevens and his tenure here as coach, and that goes back to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Cavaliers when Jason Tatum didn't touch the ball for four straight minutes. Like, it's I just can't understand coaching a team and not saying you must, first thing you do when you cross half court, get the ball in one of those guys' hands, and we run the offense through them. I yeah. don't understand how that happens. You're playing into some other team's strength. A, a minute 32 and your two best players, two all-stars, don't touch the ball is Ooh. obscene to me. Then, obscene. then when they do touch the ball, you blast them for not being good enough ball handlers. You just move on to the next gripe. Uh, okay, so you like the plan of them. No, not no, yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I was nothing, how do you defend that? No, I'm, I'm just saying. It? There's a great for everything with this team. And There's again, not. a lot of people have jumped off the ship tonight and said that the team's not even worth investing in or improving. I still disagree. I think Brown's good enough. I think Tatum's good enough. I think this core is so good enough. So give them the ball down piece. the stretch. Give if them the so freaking good, ball. Why, why, why are they guys? It goes, it goes back to what we talked about earlier. They don't have to isolate. There's, there's, they draw defenders and pass it, and it's okay, but they got to touch the freaking ball. Right. Yeah. But it's almost like there's no – there's no Superman on the team, so there's nobody demanding the ball once they, you know, cross half court. It's like you said, it's like almost like taking turns with, with the ball, whether it's Jalen or whether it's Tatum. It was neither that time, but it was, you know, apparently it was it was Smart again down the stretch. And I'm not gonna blame Smart for the loss, but it does feel like he has he ends up with, you know, the ball in his hands taking the shot, 
late in the games way more often than really I think anybody wants to see. So it was, you know, another, and another it's almost case like tonight. they're baiting him into taking it. Like the defense is like, yeah. sure, give the ball to Marcus. Sure, you can shoot. Why do you think he has so many open shots? They're like, uh -huh. open. Same thing with Tice. Yeah. that's that goes back to Brad needing to have, you know, the right place to get these guys open and get them the ball. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we will wrap it. I will say I went the entire hour and 20 minutes, 15 minutes without saying Rob Williams. Rob <laughs> I Williams. tried to get you in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Rob hey, they've gotten his minutes up. He was He's playing good. The streak yeah. Listen, I told you guys you were going to get what you wanted. How many? How many? We didn't. How many did he play tonight? Nineteen minutes. Not much at all. Oh, well, he was twenty-eight the other day, so they they had to rest him tonight. Yeah, no, I think right. they liked. Right. I think it, I think it was a Tice game. Yeah. For for better for worse, I think that was that was what they went. Oh, with. is is Thompson oh. gone tomorrow? Yeah, no matter probably. what. No. I don't think I can get anyone to take them. We didn't talk about the Thompson rumors, but they also actually kind of bore me, so I'm not going to get into that. But uh, we'll see what happens with him tomorrow That's as right, well. Obviously, no anything you, obviously, anything you can do. People are saying 2 to 3.30. I honestly think that's how long we'll be up here. Uh, probably yeah, probably 90 sure, minutes tomorrow. If we don't have cast for the entire time people pop in and out like i said sharad's probably going to join us we may have some other uh what if people. something happens at 3 a.m tonight what are we going to do do i have to shake you out of bed i'm you know me i sleep three hours a night and it's not always the same three so as long that's as i get cat, three hours man. yeah what's i think that? that's cat john cat <laughs> cat bro <laughs> is that why you wore that john's no. calf when our when our social media interns who are like twelve years old send a text thread and they're like you know uh, you know uh, that Bobby and I are both on and they sent the text with Jalen Brown and the cap responding to the <laughs> did thing. you really not have a clue I I, 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 <laughs> what I what I wrote back in the chain was explain it to me like I'm forty five. <laughs> wow! Yeah, and all of them were like, "Oh, this freaking boomer." Oh, John, man. what the f does that mean? <laughs> I wonder if Nick knows what it means. Oh, no, no chance. chance. No chance. Happen, bro? Nick has no idea what that means. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Say, John doesn't know that Nick. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> John doesn't know Nick doesn't know that shit. That <laughs> phrase is used a lot and almost absolutely too much. Clearly. <laughs> Yeah. One time, one time was too much for me. I think it's dumb yeah. as shit. But anyway, <laughs> it just cracked me up having to. Uh, That's to cap. To, obviously, because Jalen Brown used it, I have to put it in my stories. I'm writing the story. I'm like, I have to explain what this means. I can't just throw it out there. Like, it's, but like you know, telling me was like showing your dad how to Google. You know, like it was like. <laughs> oh man, that cracked me up. That was yeah. like when um the James Harden rumors were going like crazy before he was traded, and he 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 posted a video of him like unscrewing a bottle cap, and everyone's like, "Does that mean cap or no cap?" And then like it just went back oh, and forth. Yeah. And I forgot. Nobody about had that. any idea. Yeah. So just another yeah, cap example. That's a different type of cap, John. It means okay. the same thing. It's just a different type of cap. I don't want to blow your mind or anything, but it's all right. I uh, you know it's all right. The other the other thing is like my vision's going too. So I was looking at it. I was like, is that is that a hat? <laughs> Pandemic killed my uh, screen eyes. Killed me. Yeah, you gotta get the blue. You gotta get the blue light. I needed them. I needed them. I was. No, I, I think that's my entire life actually better than 2020, and now I'm like squinty. This pandemic killed me yep. with the screens. Start to get the twitch soon. Ugh, twitch is so next. Bad.
Yeah. Oh, someone's saying Woj bomb, but I don't believe it. Somebody look. Do not believe anything in the chat, please. They just don't want us to leave. they're saying. I don't believe it, but it's worth checking. Well, I'm not going to report on it. I don't think no. Woj tweeted. This is what they do. This is what the chat does. They, they, they do Woj hasn't tweeted for a while. Guys, I have Twitter. I may not know what the cap means, but I, <laughs> I can look up I can look up friggin' tweets. A lot of people want to follow you, John. Put your Twitter out there. My Twitter? That, they just want to troll me. My Twitter. <laughs> what is my Twitter? John, John doesn't tweet often, but when he does... It makes a it makes a wave. The people know it gets, know it it gets at least two likes. Yeah, what's the it's cover John underscore Zanis Z A N N I S. I forgot what it, what is John underscore Zanis. What's that cover photo? I like it. I like that. Oh, that's Bob from Bob's Burgers. Oh, 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 oh. no, no, the cover photo. Yeah, that's how John hides his identity. Oh, the cover is it like the yeah. lights? Yeah, that's a fish concert that I went to. I thought it was Coldplay. I was going to ask you about that. It looks like no, Coldplay. That was from a show that I went to. It's just a cool looking picture. That's just funny. Oh, that's two completely different, huh? completely different band. I was yeah. off on that. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, Confirmed fish guy. Like the Coldplay show. Yeah. Neesmith for, for a jar of pickles. <laughs> there it is. Thanks. How many pickles? Because that's that what we can find. That's an awful trade. Terrible trade. Yeah. Terrible trade. All right. So, guys, again, uh, tomorrow, 2 o'clock. Um, Again, thank you for hanging out. Celtics lose to the Bucks. Moral victory, frustrating game, possibly Marcus Smart's last game. Keep an eye on your Twitter. Literally anything could happen, and I swear, if we're still awake, we're jumping live if something happens at 2 or 3 a.m. Bobby, I put it on. It's on you to wake me. Now, if it happens at 8.30 a.m., you're going to have to shake me out of That's bed. The opposite, right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my I'll tough window is like 2 to 6. The rest of it, I'm, I'm, I'm around. Yeah, don't wake me up. That's the I'll only window you you're going to find me. Yeah. Those are John's sleeping hours and two to six. Jeez. Let's go, guys. Let's do something big tomorrow. Let's get creative. Let's get funky. It would be really interesting if a million things happen. I'd love to see three trades. I, I think that's the sneaky possibility. That the Celtics to have to send this like a bunch of different ways. This guy to here, this guy to here. Yeah. And I'd love to see a total freaking makeover of this team. Don't, but get, we'll your, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. I think there's a good chance of that. I, we'll I've, been, I've, I've been around long enough, Jimmy. We we know what how this usually ends. <laughs> How's this going to end tomorrow? What we are they going to do? What's your prediction? They make a trade, but I don't know you which one. You think so? Yeah. All right, Jimmy? Uh, nothing. Joe Sway? Low-tier trade. I'm scared of nothing, too. I just, All right, let's I see what happens. Like, Two o'clock tomorrow. Bench players and, and, and draft picks. We'll see you guys here. Two o'clock.